Good morning, welcome to Daily Exhortation. Sorry for that little bit of black screen there. Uh, I thought I clicked on the button and it didn't click, okay? <laughs> so, it has been a week since we met together. Um, that is because I have been at Challenge Christian Camp up in Kansas and was not able to do the daily live streams. Uh, but I wanted to come back to where we left off. Uh, we are now going into Genesis chapter number 38. And I have to be honest, this, this story has been one that is honestly confused, not, not necessarily confused, but perplexed me in some ways, just thinking about everything that happens in this text. Um, we'll talk about it in a second, but I'd like us to jump into the text here and just start reading in verse number one. It says, And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned into a certain Adulamite whose name was Hira. And Judah saw that there was a daughter of a certain Canaanite, Whose, daughter, whose name was Shua. And he took her and went in unto her, and she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Ur. So let, let's just start off right there, okay? So I think the, the main theme that I'm going to draw from this entire text is the, the destruction in the family that bad decisions have. Okay, so Judah, Judah, Judah is actually the one, the ancestor that Jesus Christ comes from. He's one of the ones that we would expect to have been a good son. We obviously know he wasn't uh, um, right with the Lord when he sold Joseph into slavery later on. Okay, um, but we see some problems in Judah and in his character right off the bat. It says he went down from his brethren, so he leaves his family, and he has sexual relations with an Adulamite whose name was Hira. And then he, it says that he sees the daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua, and he took her and went in onto her. Okay, and so Judah has has an issue here. <laughs> Judah is not a moral man. He is going into multiple women, and having sexual relations with them. Um, and on top of that, these women are not women who worship Jehovah. They are, and they are Canaan, this last one's a Canaanite woman, um, and uh, he takes her, and she conceives, and she bears a son, and he calls his name Ur. And I don't know if the connotation of he took her means he married her. Uh, obviously, he didn't marry Hera, but on, but mo most of the time when you see that phrase, he took her, it just means he went in on her. Okay, he had, he had relations with her. And it doesn't really say whether he married her or not, but he has, according to this text, it seems to be three children by her. So she has Ur, okay? And then she conceives again and bears a son, and she calls his name Onan. And she yet again conceived and bare a son and called his name Shelah. And uh, he was at Chezib when she bare him. And then it says, and, and Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord. Okay, that and this is this is the consequences of bad decisions. One, Judah has not been a moral man. He has not been doing what was right sexually. But also, if if he marries this woman, he marries a Canaanite woman who does not share his values, and that has the consequence that his son, his oldest son, is evil is as wicked in the sight of the Lord and what does God do God is just and God judges it says and the Lord slew him and Judah said unto Onan going unto thy brother's wife okay now in order to understand this Jewish law required that the the sons of the family 
um, would bear the responsibility of raising up seed for their deceased brother. So their brother died before he had the chance to have a child, and their Jewish law wanted to maintain that family lineage. So the next son was required to take the wife and to produce offspring. Okay. So Judah's just telling him to do what's what's eventually going to be part of the law, anyways. Okay. And and Onan it says here knew that the seed would not be his. He knew that it wouldn't be his child because uh, the child would be called by his brother's name. He would he would it would be as if it was his brother's, even though biologically it was his child. Okay. He's got a problem problem with that. Um, I think of people who are so against marrying somebody who has been previously married and had kids that they, they just won't even consider this person because the kids wouldn't be theirs, in essence, is what they're thinking. And that's the heart of Onan. And then so Onan, it says, to came, comes to pass that when he went in unto his brother's wife, that he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give his seed to his brother. So he doesn't fulfill his obligation. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord. So God hated what he did. He hated this attitude. And then it says, God slew him also. And then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow at thy father's house till Shelah, my son, be, my son, be grown. Okay, so he sends her to her father and says, stay a widow. And when my, my youngest son is old enough to get married, I'll give him to you as a husband. Okay. For he said, lest peradventure he die also, as did his brethren. Okay, And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. So she left and moved in with her father. And in the process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up unto his sheep shears to Timnath, he and his friend Hira, the Ad Adulamite. Okay, so let's go back here. I might have to modify something I said earlier. Okay, so Hero was a friend of his. Okay, I'm sorry. I totally misunderstood that as I was going through the text. So Hero was a friend of him that friend of his that he went to stay with and there while he was with her Hera is when he met this Canaanite woman, okay? Again, the text doesn't necessarily say he married her here and um on top of that she was a Canaanite. So he what he was he had this issue with a woman who was not a follower of God. So let me adjust what I said before about the immorality side of things, okay? Um, <clears throat> so he goes down and uh, says here Judah's wife died, so I'm assuming he married her, okay? So this is why it's important to let the text interpret the text. Um, it's been a while since I read through these verses, okay? So I'm amending what, what I said in the first section, okay? So he does marry her. But she is not obviously a follower of Jehovah. Um, she dies in verse 12. And Judah was comforted and went up unto his sheep shears to Timnath, he and his friend Hira the Adulamite. Okay? And it was told Tamar, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to shear his sheep. And she put her widow's garments off from her and covered herself with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is by the way to Timnath. For she saw that Sheila was grown and she was not given to him to wife. So Judah didn't fulfill his promise. Okay. And then when Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot because she had covered her face. And he turned unto her by the way and said, Go, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. 
Okay, so we do see immorality here. He's going into what he thinks is a harlot, okay? So I'm not 100% wrong in what I said about, about Judah. It's just based on a different, different verse here. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What wilt thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock. And she said, Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it? And he said, What pledge shall I give thee? And she said, Thy signet and thy bracelets and thy staff that is in thine hand. And he gave it her and came in unto her, and she conceived by him. And she arose and went away and laid by her veil from her. So she put off her veil and put on the garments of her widowhood. So she puts all her widow clothes back on. And Judah sent the kid by the hand of his friend, the Adulamite, to receive his pledge from the woman's hand, but he found her not. Then he asked the men of that place, saying, Where is the harlot that was openly by the wayside? And they said, There was no harlot in this place. And he returned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. And also the men of the place said that there was no harlot in this place. And Judah said, Let her take, let her take it to her, lest we be shamed. Behold, I sent this kid, and thou hast not found her. And it came to pass after three months that it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, hath played the harlot. And also, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth and let her be burnt. Okay, so Judah's coming down on her and saying, She's been immoral. She didn't wait for me to give my son Shelah to her. And she is a whore, so let her be burnt as a punishment. Okay, when she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are, am I with child? And she said, Discern, I pray thee, whose these are, the signet and the bracelets and the staff. And Judah acknowledged them and said, She hath been more righteous than I, because that I gave her not to Shelah, my son, and he knew her again no more. And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that one put out his hand and the midwife took it and bound up his hand in a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. And it came to pass as he drew back his hand that, behold, his brother came out. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Pharaoh's. And afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zerah. Okay, so we read the whole chapter there. A little bit of a, a longer read today, but in this text, we don't see a approval of anything that has happened in, in, the, in this text, in essence. Uh, there has been a lot of bad decisions that were made. Uh, Judah made a bad decision to marry Canaanite. That decision caused his children to be wicked, and God slew them and punished them. Judah didn't follow through on his promise on giving Tamar to Shelah. And Tamar makes a bad decision and, and decides, I'm going to dress up like a harlot and seduce my father-in-law so that I can have a child by him. And then Judah decides he's going to burn her for her whoredom. And we see at least at the very end an acknowledgement of the evil that is pervasive to this text. Judah acknowledged them and said, she hath been more righteous than I. This is not to say that Tamar was righteous to become a whore and to seduce her father-in-law. All he says is she hath been more righteous than I, meaning I have wronged her and that wrong led her to this position, to feel this desperation. And so I am the root cause of the problems here. And at least Judah has the character to own and acknowledge his own sin and to deal with it. And then you have the birth of Pharaoh and Zerah, 
because of what Judah did. I think the lesson to be learned here is this. There are many times that we make mistakes, that we do wrong, that we give in to sin. But what ultimately matters is what do we do afterwards? Do we acknowledge them? Do we repent of them? And I think he repented because it says he went no more into her, right? Okay. He didn't, he knew her not, he knew her again no more, it says. So Judah acknowledges the sin. He repents of it and he bears the consequences of it, you know? Um, he is now the father of these two children. He's going to take care of them. He, he admits it. He bears the shame for his decisions. A lot of people hide from their sin. A lot of people hope they never get caught and never have to bear the consequences for their sin. Some people think that they are too big to bear the consequences of their sin. Judah could have thought so. He was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, one of the patriarchs of the family. But no man is too big to acknowledge their faults. No man is beyond admitting when they have done wrong. And we need to have the tenderness to say so. To say, I was wrong, please forgive me. Practical application, fathers, with your children. No parent is perfect. The best that we can do with our children is still flawed. It is still corrupted by sin. And we will make mistakes. But have you ever been humble enough to tell your children, I was wrong, please forgive me? to acknowledge the sin, to humble yourself, and to bear the consequences for it. I don't think a lot of parents are. A lot of parents, we understand that we're flawed, but we excuse it. And we say, so is every parent out there. That's just part of parenting. My kids just need to deal with it. They need to get over it. I'm the parent. They're the child. They need to listen to what I say. And if I make a mistake, they need to just roll with it. That's the way that most parents parent. but we need to acknowledge when we have done wrong. And that teaches our children how to deal with situations where they have done wrong. It's one thing to tell your children you need to apologize. You need to make things right when you've done wrong. It's another thing to show them how what that looks like in your own relationship with them. Pastors, we need to be willing to do this. Uh, Sunday school teachers, we need to be doing, willing to do this. Anyone who is in leadership needs to be willing to admit when they have done wrong and to accept it and fix it, <laughs> to repent and to change directions like Judah did in this case. We start off with a lot of bad decisions, a lot of sinful decisions that were made with a lot of bad consequences. But in the end, Judah at least acknowledges his sin and takes steps to make it right. Have a great day. God bless.